Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 357, the fourth Sunday of Lent, Year C. During this week, it's a great time to take stock and see how we've been going in this area of prayer, penance and acts of kindness and works of loving and practical charity. A holy person is someone who is whole, who is consistent inside and out. This is what our Lord is calling us towards and we need his mercy and love and patient grace to attain it slowly but surely. All we have to do is respond in faith, in humility and trust to Jesus' invitation. How we respond to Christ is decisive. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Oh God, my helper from above My tongue shall ring out songs of your great love Far and wide and through the stormy weather All glory is yours now and forever Rejoice, Jerusalem, and all who love her. Be joyful, all who were in mourning. Exult and be satisfied at her consoling breast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone. We're coming together as God's family, as brothers and sisters in Christ, on this fourth Sunday of Lent. With confidence, let us ask the Father's forgiveness, for we know he is full of gentleness and compassion. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray for devotion and faith. O 
O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. While the children of Israel were camped in Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the fourteenth day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. The manna ceased on the day they ate the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. The Word of the Lord Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast, the humble shall hear and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me, together let us praise his name. I sought the Lord, and he answered me from all my terrors. He set me free. Look towards him and be radiant. Let your faces not be abashed. When the poor cry out, the Lord hears them and rescues them from all their distress. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God. For our sake, God made Christ to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. The Word of the Lord
Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I will rise and go to my Father and tell him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and travelled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. The young man would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, 
because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Foresee Lent. Our Lord must have been absolutely devastated by the hateful and capricious actions of the Pharisees and the scribes, who are supposed to be great examples and leaders, and people who have dedicated themselves to serving God, to serving our Lord's Father. And, as usual, the Pharisees and scribes are on the lookout in today's Gospel. They condemn the welcome that Jesus extends to those considered as public sinners, people who, for that reason, are on the edges of society and despised by them. And, according to the Pharisees and scribes, there's no way for them to ever get back in to God's fold. They're trapped there, they're stuck, they're prisoners of the past. And what's the good of that? This prompts our Lord to tell them a story about what God is really like. The parable of the prodigal son. It would have to be one of the best stories of all history. The fact that Jesus, God made flesh, tells this story to show us how the Heavenly Father thinks and relates to us even when we have done wrong, even when we have gravely sinned, is truly amazing and beautiful. If the full impact of this parable hit us, it would floor us. Of all the images Jesus could have used, he's persistently using this of an unconditionally loving parent, God as a doting father, no less. Not a stern father, not a minimalistic father, but an absolutely doting father who hopes eternally. Forgiveness comes from the welcoming person rather than from the repenting sinner. Forgiving is giving life, not waiting for life. Failing to see the gratuitous of the love of God is failing to understand the entire gospel. Because at the heart of the gospel is God, with God's free and overflowing generous love, given, not earned. Neither is it deserved. It's given freely, generously and lovingly. By converting the gospel or trying to convert it into a mere set of obligations and outside rules or a guarantee of authorities without moral worth, we make the gospel a joke or a cartoon. We make a mockery of Christ's divine love, which is dynamic and extraordinary and will not be contained by our limited concepts. The reason Jesus told this story of the prodigal son is to appeal, try to appeal, to the better judgment of the Pharisees and scribes. These scribes and Pharisees were, at the time of Jesus, known to be experts in the right application of the law of Moses and of God's law. They made themselves out to be the perfect examples of how people should faithfully obey God and to be considered at rights with God. But it's quite clear from the prodigal son story that Jesus is trying to show them, trying to get through their blindness, Far from being the perfect model of what a good child of God should be like, they're truly revealed as acting more like the older, 
seemingly loyal son, who, although he had done nothing wrong, was thinking and acting more like an embittered slave in his father's house than the beloved elder son. That elder son was resentful, and he resented the forgiveness and reform of anyone who fell short. Resenting when a lost son, realising the terrible folly of their ways, comes back and is welcomed back by their loving father, who's just happy to have them back, safe. Jesus was trying to get all people to stop acting like the older son, filled with duty, loveless, resentful, hard-hearted, acting like slaves of God. He wants them to stop that and start to take their rightful place as beloved, unconditionally loved sons and daughters of God. They should be sharing in their father's genuine joy and relief. They should have the mind of their father rejoicing when he rejoices, weeping when he weeps, sharing in his vision, and sharing in the relief and joy of getting his lost son back. They should be of one heart and mind with their beloved father and join in the rejoicing when the lost are found and brought back, not whinging and complaining and recommending distance and rejection and making the whole issue about themselves and how much they've slaved for their master their father, but they call him a master, when all he wanted is for them to love like he does, to accept his love and to reflect that love. Our Lord is clearly saying that the self-righteous good guys have not done anything wrong according to the letter of the law, but may be just as bad a sinner or worse than those who've broken God's law and repented, because they fail to grasp the very essence of the gospel They are strangers, quite alien to the heart of God's love. They are not living as God's beloved sons and daughters. Instead, they're acting like ill-willed, mean-spirited slaves who kept God's law only begrudgingly and for calculated expectation of reward. They don't have true love in their hearts for their father and they don't have true love for their fellow brother or sister. Jesus is trying to say, Wake up to yourselves. If you do everything out of duty and self-righteousness and judgmentalism, you're not loving, you're not forgiving, you're not gracious or inclusive. You're totally on the wrong track. You've utterly missed the point of the gospel and misunderstood the very nature of God. Ironically, they're acting as badly as the ones they condemn. Possibly worse. This parable is also wonderful for all who have ever sinned or turned away from God by their actions or attitudes, because our Lord is imploring us to see ourselves and see others as children of a loving God, a God, a Father who keeps searching for us like a doting Father and who will happily welcome us back when we turn our faces to home, not because we deserve it, but because God loves us and wants the best for us. And God knows that being part, being in the heart of God's family, is God's plan for us. And it is what is best for us. It's what will protect us. He calls us to take on this attitude towards others too. To see them too as fellow brothers and sisters, companions on the journey. All part of one big family, loved, cherished, sometimes making mistakes, but turning back and always welcomed by God. St. Paul sums up our true role in this world by saying, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
as if God were appealing through us. Be reconciled. May God help us to be aware that we are utterly loved children of God, each and every one of us. We are not angry slaves, but willing co-workers. Just one last comment. It is so striking that when the older son is approaching the house and he hears music, he asks one of the servants, what's going on? And the servant tells him, the son, what the son should have known himself. And the attitude of the slave of the house is much better than the nastiness of the older son. The slave says, your father is celebrating because he's got his son back. And we had to celebrate. It's so sad that the son had to be told by a servant what he couldn't see or feel himself. Let's delight in sharing in the love and mindset of God. We're ministers and instruments of God's love and forgiveness in our lives and in our community. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us offer our prayers to God who guides us. That the Church may continue to be an instrument of reconciliation in the world. Lord, hear us. That family members who are estranged from one another may seek the way of peace together. Lord, hear us. That governments and leaders of trade unions may work together for the well-being of all people. Lord, hear us that our faith community may welcome back those who have not always been united with us in the Eucharist. Lord, hear us. That those who have died in the hope of the resurrection may come to the fullness of life in Christ especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of light, guide us and grant our prayers, which we present through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. 
by the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands, for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. We place before you with joy these offerings, which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By the mystery of the Incarnation, he has led the human race that walked in darkness into the radiance of the faith and has brought those born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration to make them your adopted children. Therefore all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we with all the hosts of angels cry out and without end acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments, and never let me be parted from you. 
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Jerusalem is built as a city bonded as one together. It is there that the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. O God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, illuminate our hearts, we pray, with the splendour of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for taking time to listen to God's word and to praise God for his goodness and wonderful care. I hope you have a wonderful week. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Look upon those who call to you, O Lord, and sustain the weak. Give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death and bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.
Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50, music by Paul W. Kelly, and arranged with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.